The Gospel according to John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> Please be seated. As some of you know, a couple of weeks ago, for the first time since Oprah, I took a vacation during Advent. Krista and I went to Key West to celebrate a friend's 50th birthday. It was lovely and it was warm and sunny and all the things that it is not here now. And in addition to eating and drinking and biking and walking a lot, we took a boat ride and we snorkeled a little bit. And the highlight of that little excursion was that in addition to one ugly lobster, some sponges, and a couple of very small fish, and some refuse from the recent hurricanes, I guess, too. We saw and we swam with a sea turtle, which is a relatively rare treat, according even to the guide who was genuinely impressed by the opportunity to swim with a sea turtle herself. When we began our three-hour tour, our boat's captain asked if any of us had ever snorkeled or scuba-dived in places like the Great Barrier Reef or Bali or some of the fancier, better-known, well-known places to do such things. And he asked us that only to warn us that no matter what we were about to see in the Florida Keys, it wasn't going to be nearly that cool, or as beautiful, or as colorful as those other places that you can snorkel. And he was right. It was all pretty gray, and dead-looking, and lacking in life even, to be honest. But there was that sea turtle who, as noteworthy as he was, wasn't much to look at either. I tried to find a picture. I was going to show a picture. But all the pictures I could find online, from the turtles to the water that they were swimming in, were too colorful and too pretty. And nothing like the turtle we actually saw in the mud and muck of the Florida Keys. He was as gray and as lumpy and as colorless as the underwater landscape, and when he kicked up the sand around him 
or if you took your eyes off of him for just a moment to catch your breath, he could be really hard to find again. He was camouflaged pretty well by his gray barnacle-covered shell and his really slow-motion paddling that kicked up all that dust and muck that hid him from view every once in a while. He basically looked like a rock with flippers who could swim. But he did have to come up for air, which, according to Krista and our friends, is when you could really see his true colors underneath his neck and on his belly. I missed that part because I was on the boat having a beer by then. But the whole time, I wondered if that sea turtle knew or if he cared that we were all watching him. He did not seem to notice. He just did his thing down at the bottom of the sea, moving rocks around with his nose, looking for a lobster dinner, according to our guide. Without any indication that he knew, there were nine human beings floating and swimming and pointing and splashing on the surface less than six or ten feet away from him the whole time. So I wondered how risky it must have felt for him to come up for air, to rise to the surface with all those people surrounding him, and to trust that he was going to be okay in that, to expose himself to the people who were watching. And how could he be sure he'd survive to go back down and look for more lobsters? And it made me think about Jesus and about God's choice to be born, to come to life in a new way, to come out of hiding, you might say, to rise to the surface, as it were, to be seen without all the camouflage of so many generations and so much history hiding him, and to just live and move and breathe all of a sudden in the person of Jesus. Of course, we know what a risk that was and how all that turned out wasn't safe after all. Our sin did him in, which was only a surprise to the likes of you and me. But on Christmas morning, at the beginning of this new day, as we start to retell the story and wonder again about what it means to look for God among us, now that we know how it all panned out, I think our call and our joy and our blessing is to look for and to see the colorful parts more readily and to notice God's good news more often. Our snorkeling guide gave us some clear instructions before we jumped into the ocean that day, long before we ever saw anything. She said that if and when we spotted anything noteworthy, and especially if we came upon an octopus or a sea turtle, which were her goals for the day, we were supposed to shout and to tell the group what we were looking at, call them over to our location, and point to where the rest of us could see the thing, whatever it might be. And that seems like a simple, sacred charge for Christmas morning and the days to come. That we keep our eyes peeled for evidence of God's unhidden grace, rising to the surface of this gray, murky, messy world where we live. And that we shout and sing and share that good news with whoever will listen and join us and that we point others in the same direction so that they'll be blessed and better for knowing the things that we know about God's love and God's beauty and God's grace 
in our midst. Amen. Merry Christmas.